We are back with the Care to Change podcast and grateful to have you join us. Today, we are continuing our series on the trouble with love and marriage. April will be joined by our counselor, Haley Hast, as they discuss when stepkids seem to be ruining your relationship. Thanks for being part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Hello, everyone. This is April Bordeaux. Thank you so much for joining us today. We know that you have a choice in the way that you spend your time. So we're always so glad when you choose to spend it with us. Uh, We are in the middle of a series this month. Um, The trouble with love and marriage is what we've called this. And we've had a couple of really, really great conversations. Uh, John Money kicked us off talking about what to do when you're not in love anymore. And uh, man, did that one challenge me to get back on track with my uh, own marriage. So if you haven't listened to that one, I would encourage you to do so. Teresa um, really walked us through a really difficult conversation, what to do when there's betrayal in marriage, um, how to restore that, how to heal that, um, how to thrive in the middle of that. And so we've started really with some great conversations. And today will be no different. Um, We're talking today about when kids seem to be ruining your relationship. And I know as a mother of two teenagers, this is something my husband and I had to really walk through uh, as, a, as a couple. And so maybe I'll share some of that depending on where the conversation goes. But we have a new guest with us, one of our newer team members as well. Uh, Haley Hast is with us. Haley, thank you so much for joining us today. I am super glad that you're with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. And we say it often, we did this podcast really as a step of faith, because we know a lot of people listen to podcasts when they're driving to work or exercising or doing whatever. And we're a group of therapists here, and we're not podcasters. And so we're just here sharing what we have experienced. We're walking this journey with you. And we're sharing with you what we've learned, what we know. And so I know today's going to be no different. Haley, tell me, tell the listeners, because they're new to you a little bit about you and what brought you to Care to Change. Yeah, so I've been married for about eight years now, going on nine in January. Um, I got my undergrad in psychology and sociology and then got my master's in social work. And so I've always, from a young age, loved listening and helping people. And God put kind of like a little nudge in my heart in undergrad saying, hey, I think you need to counsel. That's kind of where I want you. And so I was very patient because I was a stay-at-home mom for a long time in between Um, starting in the workforce before coming here and um, finding this great opportunity to come and be able to share my faith as well as counsel the people that I see every day. Yeah, and something that you didn't share just now, but you'll want to share about, I'm sure, because of this topic is you're also a mom. You said you were a stay-at-home mom, but I think what's remarkable about you, because I've met your children, you have five kids in your care. (laughs) Yes, I have five. So I have three biological children, Mm -hmm. ages seven, five, and two. And then I have two foster kiddos with me right now that are ages two and six months. Yeah. So to the moms out there listening, because this topic is about when kids seem to be destroying your marriage, having five kids that young in your house, uh, that's pretty remarkable. And the intentionality required to keep your marriage strong is got to be high. I have two. And sometimes I, I know my husband and I were like, Oh, we're gonna have lots of kids someday. And 
we can't wait and we're going to start with four and see where it goes. And then after having two back to back, we're like, oh my gosh, what were we thinking? How do you big families ever do it? So I applaud you for even being here today. Five kids that age. I mean, they're all under seven. Yes. Five kids under seven years old. And she's sitting here with a smile on her face and married. And I've met your kids and your husband and, um, what a neat family that you have in bringing in these two kids into your home um, is even more special. So I'm glad you're here today. Yes, thanks for having me. Uh, you uh, definitely bring something special to this conversation. So let's just dive right in. Let's talk about the reasons why kids sometimes can be a marriage breaker. Yeah, well, first off, parenting is extremely hard. And each kid has their own needs and finding the time to not only be with your spouse, but be with your kids is extremely difficult. Um, We tend to focus more on our kids than we do our marriage because they're little, they're vulnerable. They need more from us than our husband may need because he's an adult. And so if we focus on our kids all the time, then we get really stressed out because we don't feel appreciated. And then our spouse doesn't feel appreciated in what they're doing. And so then it just causes this miscommunication and lack of appreciation, even if you're trying to give that because you're by the time at the end of the day, you're drained because you put all your energy in your kids. There's so much in what you just now said. Kids require uh, their own they have their own set of needs. You give what you can to the kids because they're little, they're young. Doesn't matter whether they're even teens, they all have needs, they all have different needs. Every child is different. Uh, every teenager is different. So they have a different set of needs. So you're sort of juggling all of these different needs. And then at the end of the day, when the husband and wife come back together, it's like your emotional bank is empty. And so what do you have left to give to your spouse at that point? Let's talk for a minute about parenting itself, like husband and wife parenting, uh, because there's also this element of, well, what if you come into the marriage and you parent differently? You don't necessarily know how you're going to parent. You might know you want to have kids, but how often do you talk about, you know, this is the way we're going to parent. You might say, oh, we're going to raise our kids in a Christ-centered way, you know, or we'll never stand for fill in the blank. Uh, And then you have kids and you realize there's so much more to parenting than just the things you promised you'd never do. Right. Or the things you said you're, you're absolutely gonna do. Uh, And so talk a little bit about really like how differences in marriage in personalities, just husband and wife, how that affects um, parenting and how that just can really grind on a marriage. Yeah, if you have different parenting backgrounds, obviously, we've all been raised differently from different households. And so blending naturally and just your marriage alone is difficult sometimes. Um, And then you add kids on it. And it's like, oh, their lives are in my hands, literally, they live or die, if depending on what I do, Mm -hmm. um, and how I respond, and how are we going to affect them with what we do. If we have different parenting, and we don't have that communication to be able to talk about it, because even if you do talk about it ahead of time, yeah. you're not necessarily going to hit all the stuff that you would think that you need to. Mm-hmm. So even like, oh, well, we're going to do Christ-centered parenting. Okay, that's great. But we haven't talked about how are we going to enforce that? How are we going to put that and make that part of our culture at home of how we're going to, are we going to do devotions in the morning? Are we going to read the Bible at night? How are we going to incorporate prayer? Like there's so much more to it. And then realizing, oh, this kid has this appointment or this therapy and oh, my spouse has to work here and I have to work at this area. 
Mm-hmm. And then, oh, well, we just lost devotional time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that could be really tricky. But if you were raised differently too, where let's say your spouse was raised with spanking and you were raised with timeouts and loss of privileges, that can be a conflict um, because you have two different approaches. And so really talking about it and communicating and figuring out what the child needs because not everything's going to work for each child, which makes parenting even harder Mm -hmm. and then puts more stress on your marriage. I mean, we talk a lot about um, us being mind, body, spirit, right? And you're bringing this new person into the relationship or persons. You don't know what you're going to get before you get your kids. So you don't know their personalities. You don't know what needs or special needs they may have uh, when they come. And so you're sort of handed something that you don't know how to prepare for can read all the books in the world and then now you're handed this little being like you said that has his or her own personality and there's the mind like what are we going to do what you know what's the importance of school and learning and education is it more important to the husband or to the wife you know there's the spirit you mentioned you know like um, the spiritual aspect how are we going to guide and raise the value systems and or do those match uh mind, body, spirit. And then there's the body, you know, like, um, when are we going to eat? What, what appointments are we going to do? Like you said, the logistical pieces to what's important. Do we have family meal times together? Do we not? These are all things that, you know, I, I know my husband and I, we went through some pretty intense premarital counseling and we wrote a mission statement, had 10 points, the things that we promised we would do throughout marriage. And, we still refer to those, they're steady, they're solid points, but only one of those had anything to do with kids. And it was about raising our kids in a Christ-centered way. It's like, well, that didn't really say, and then when you have kids, like, well, they ate up so much more time, and yet they only got like one little bullet point of the 10 things we promised to each other, which we'll get into, because maybe that's the point of keeping a strong marriage, is knowing the priority of the kids. But at the same time, like, wow, how are you prepared for all of that? And most people don't go to school to learn how to be a parent. So you're learning by what you're bringing to the marriage. And if you were raised differently, like you said, it's like, well, how do we merge these two ideas of what we thought was okay? You know, I know for my husband and I, what hill we go up uh, are, they're different hills. He's going to die on one hill. I'm going to die on another. Well, what happens when I'm thinking his hill isn't as important as mine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now it's not just about the parenting. It's about, well, I thought you or you thought I like, and then now we're having a disagreement. Mm-hmm. It's like happens all the time, right? Yeah, all the time, even in the little things. And yeah. the more you focus on your kids and your parenting, because you're trying to do the best that you can, littler things seem to be big. Yes. Because there's not that connection and that communication that's needed. Not to mention that you bring your own baggage Mm-hmm. into the relationship right yeah uh, and into the parenting so you know your trigger points can be uh, wow well that kid hit my hot spot and mm-hmm. it's not your spouse's hot spot it's your hot spot you know and it's just like um really I don't see that maybe it's the same thing as going up a hill but I know in our in our home there's some things that I just know that's Randy's hot spot or the, or Randy just knows well that's a hot spot for me if the kids do or say something and at the beginning, it was us against each other until we learned, oh, wait, that's our hot spot. How can we come alongside each other and support each other? Because otherwise, the kids are always getting our baggage. And that's not mm-hmm. fair to the kids either, right? So yeah. they don't know what our hot spots are. 
they just know when they touch them, right? Um, yeah. There's always that one child. I think God grants us a gift of having a child just like us. Yes. Right. So or that a child we learn that knows about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. How, how to push our buttons. Like, oh, okay. I didn't expect that. So yeah, there's so many things. It I, it seems like parenting almost goes against marriage in a way. All the elements of a successful and happy, thriving marriage. Kids, they're definitely a gift, but they sort of don't, they aren't in line with all of those things. So talk about what does it take to thrive in marriage? You know, you've got five kids, so you're not just as a therapist walking this journey with clients, Mm -hmm. you're like living this as well. What does it take to thrive in marriage despite all of these nuances and things that really could just tear marriage apart as it relates to parenting, especially? Yeah. And I know I've hit on this a little bit, but communication is really the number one thing. Having clear, specific communication of what you need and what your spouse needs and what the kids needs even, Mm -hmm. and who's going to divide that responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. Because one person can't do it all. And I know a lot of people that I see, moms in particular, feel like they have the weight on their shoulder and their spouse is just like, hey, just tell me what I need to do because I'm not home all the time. And so there's this miscommunication because she doesn't feel like she can share what she needs because she has to put all the weight on her and sometimes it's reversed as well like the husband's trying to provide and like trying to get this and so there's this miscommunication and when you communicate and how you communicate is super important it can't just be well I feel this way so it should be this Mm. it needs to be more I feel this way when this happens and kind of explaining so we're using like I statements and we're seeking to understand their side before speaking our side Mm-hmm. which plays into like active listening and paraphrasing what your spouse is saying to make sure that you've heard them correctly. So good. So good. It's like going back to the basics, right? Yes. What else? I would also say in communication that you have to have the fair fighting rules. So of course that includes your I statements and active listening and paraphrasing, but also plan ahead. Like think about what and how you feel and what you want to bring to the table. Um, some of the other rules are like, stick to one topic. So choose one topic to talk about and don't bring out any other topics. Oh, we can't kitchen sink fight. Yeah, no, no kitchen. fair, no fair. <laughs> <laughs> we also need to come to at the end, a, either a compromise or an understanding of each other. Not every time in the conversation can we come to a compromise right then, but we need to come to the understanding of I understand where you're coming from. I understand and you understand where I'm coming from. We just need to table this for a minute and keep processing and then come back to this topic. Mm. And it's not bad to take breaks either. So if it's starting to get heated and it's starting to where you feel like yelling or using degrading language, we don't want to do any of that. So we want to take a break and say, okay, let's cool off for 15 minutes or we'll table this till tomorrow, but we will discuss this later. As long as we make that first full circle, then we're communicating healthily. Yeah, absolutely. What else? The next thing that I would say is really big is boundaries. So boundaries, it should be based on like your values or something that's important to you. So if your marriage is important to you and that's a value that you hold based on like your spirituality, then we want to set boundaries around that. Mm -hmm. So to protect our marriage and protect our kids further on. And so boundaries can be time boundaries, distance boundaries, boundaries with extended families and friends, 
money, like you name it, it's a, there's boundaries for it. And so that's where you have to have the clear communication first. So then you can discuss what your expectations are and what boundaries that need to be in. Um, time boundaries is probably with parenting and marriage is probably the most important one is finding that boundary of where am I going to find this time to spend with you on a daily basis. Now, if you're like me and my household, my husband's a firefighter. So, you know, he's gone for 24 hours, sometimes 48 hours at a time. So you might look a little differently where you're not physically together. But what can we do? Like, what kind of text message can we send? Or can we try to FaceTime if he's not on a call and everyone else is asleep or there's nothing to do at the firehouse? So boundaries is something that is super important other than communication. I would say communication and boundaries are your top two things in order to protect your marriage and that relationship that you have with your spouse. And you have to know each other's expectations of what is needed. And sometimes when your relationship is struggling, the boundary that you need to set is I'm not going to be doing all these extracurricular activities with my kids because we're going to spend time as a family or we're going to spend time as a spouse. So that can include like boundaries of we're going to have a date night at least once a month. We're going to find the time where we're away from all the kids and we go and we're not going to talk about kids. We're not going to talk about really life unless it's about future and what our goals are. But we're really going to just sit there on those date nights and just get to know each other more because we're constantly growing and we're constantly changing. And so we need to learn each other. We have to keep dating them to learn them. That's so good. I mean, uh, when you talk about boundaries and I want to get into date nights too, it you know, you're talking about time and money and knowing expectations. So I know that even the boundary of space is one. And the thing is, nobody can really talk about this because you don't know the personality of your child or the Mm -hmm. needs that your child will have. So it's like you can put this great plan into place of what it's going to be like. And then you actually have kids and it's like, oh, wait, I'm throwing all those books out the window because this isn't at all what I, what I was expecting it to be like, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's part of God's humor. Yeah, He's like, sure. okay, here's your plan for yeah. parenting, and I'm just going to wipe it away. You know, it's kind of like our kids when they, you know, they work so hard on some project or whatever, and they come and they present it, and they're like so happy and proud, and you're like, that's so cute. You know, it's like we present our great big plan to God, and he's probably like, that's just so cute. Now, let me show you how it really works. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, ah, you know, kind of keeps us humble, doesn't it? Yes. Um, but I love this. So, so far, just let me review. I've got, uh, I've been taking notes here. What you've said is uh, communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, so clear communication, clear division of responsibility, using the fair fighting rules, uh, planning ahead. So knowing who's doing what, um, seeking to understand mm-hmm. each other. Um, taking breaks when it's necessary. And I know you were talking about in conversation, but what struck me when you said that one was um, sometimes you need a break in parenting. And oh, so absolutely. it's okay to say, I'm tap, I'm tapping out. I need you to, I need you to engage in this. You know, I find myself getting frustrated. I got to tap out. You mm-hmm. step in or I see you're getting frustrated, um, you know, or taking breaks together, like you mentioned too, with mm-hmm. date nights. Um, and then boundaries is such a big one. Um, with knowing expectations, but time, money, space, all of that that you were talking about. So this is a pretty good, you know, no wonder that kids can break up a marriage easy because these aren't, these aren't even all of them, but this is a pretty big list of things that can help a marriage thrive, uh, mm-hmm. even when having kids, whether it's kids with special needs or like you have adoptive kids. Um, 
that and I'm sure this isn't even all so what else do you have so date nights is super important in your relationship and you can get super creative with those you know you don't have to spend money to have date night I think we get stuck in our little heads that we have to go on a date where we're going to a movie and dinner and going to see something else or going to this arcade or axe throwing or whatever you're into. Um, But you can do something as simple as just take a walk with Mm -hmm. your spouse in your neighborhood Mm -hmm. or go take a hike or find a place to picnic Mm -hmm. or meet them during their lunchtime Mm -hmm. and just surprise them with something and spend that 10 minutes of just connecting and appreciating who your spouse is. Mm -hmm. Um, If when you're dating though, and those date nights, it's extremely important not to be talking about kids Mm. and what is on your life schedule and what needs to get done and how it needs to get done and who's responsible for it. That needs to be a separate conversation. It's really meant to just be with your spouse, learn about your spouse. You can use couple cards that have like prompting of here's 99 questions that I Mm -hmm. need to ask my spouse to learn more about them. Um, and it could be as simple as what's your favorite color because mm-hmm. that can change and it can go into what's what passions do you have right now? What's God putting on your heart? Where do you see yourself? Are you like my husband went through a career change? So he w- went from retail worker to firefighter. Mm-hmm. And so he made that change in our marriage because he was like, this is where I feel led. And so having those conversations and seeing like, oh, well, look, God's put this on his heart. This is exciting for him. It's using his strengths. So we always want to be pointing out our spouse's strengths and what we appreciate about them. And if we don't have that space to do it, it's really easy to stay in the negative. Mm -hmm. And then it's more like we're nitpicking or Mm -hmm. we're just attacking each other. And then that's where kids can come in because they feel that tension. And then their behaviors get worse. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we may view it because we don't realize it's a marriage problem we could view it as our kids are manipulating us or our mm-hmm. kids are doing all these things and having tantrums because they're just something is wrong mm-hmm. instead of going, well, there's intention in our marriage. And so we need to take a step back and focus on us for a minute. I love that. Um, and I think that's really critical. Um, that's where you start is you start with the mindset that we're a team. Um, the two of you, the husband and the wife are in this parenting together. And so it's our responsibility together to raise these kids Uh, in our home. We call them, you know, raising arrows. And Mm -hmm. so we have a responsibility. The parenting isn't all on me. The parenting isn't all on him. We are a team in this um, together um, raising our kids. And we realize that there's a whole nother topic of step parenting and what do you do when you know, you're no longer married, but for this podcast, this episode, it's how do you keep your marriage strong in the midst of, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter whether it's the stepkids or again, the adopted kids, biological kids, or even foster kiddos, foster kids, mm-hmm. kids are kids and the intentionality is necessary. Uh, it's vital. Mm-hmm. And it does start with that mindset that look, you know what, we may not see eye to eye on this issue or this age and stage or whatever, but we are in this together. So as a team, we need to come up with our, our game plan. You know, what are we going to do, you know, as as our game plan? And I love that you said to incorporate date nights that don't include discussions about the kids. Because mm-hmm. in that, if you're out on a date, and my husband and I found ourselves doing this too, you know, especially early on, 
you go on your date and you love your kid so much or you're struggling with a behavior, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And you end up sitting there talking about them like, well, the kid is the, the conversation of the com- of the talk. And it doesn't mean you can't because there are times you need that time away to have the conversations. Mm-hmm. But um, for the purpose of the marriage, it's like, you know, tonight's about us. Tonight or today is about connecting with each other, um, finding out who you are again. Um, we say that with our kids a lot. Like we want to go out on dates because you're going to leave. You guys are going to grow up and you're going to leave the house and I still want to like your dad, you know, I still mm-hmm. want to know who he is. So I, I you know, I want to stay in this marriage. And so we need these times because that's what's going to keep us strong as a couple. And that requires such intentionality. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to know that if you're focusing on your marriage, you're also modeling for your kids what a marriage should look like mm-hmm. that's healthy. And you're teaching them by modeling for them what boundaries look like, what it means to be intentional with your time, what it means to be in a relationship with your spouse, and how do you center that around God and what God has called us to do mm-hmm. as a couple, right? Because God has led us together to join as one. And so how yes. is he leading us? And modeling that for your kids is the best way that they're going to learn. Yes, I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm writing that down as a note. When you're focused on your marriage, you're also modeling what a marriage should look like. That's mm-hmm. so good. That's so good. Um, do you have other other tips? Uh, these are all such practical practical yes. tips here. I like practical. Right. Um, you can get really creative with your spouse on how you do things. My spouse and I will sometimes leave random notes for each other or he has this like really tiny G.I. Joe guy. I mean, like it's not even an inch. It's like super tiny. So it's really easy to hide it. Mm -hmm. And so we'll just hide it random places and it's whoever finds it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And we'll I'll like I'll forget where I hit it and I'll be the one that finds it. And I'm like, okay, like that defeated the purpose because we try to hide it for the other person just to kind of like keep that playful mindset Mm -hmm. because you had that when you were dating and you even probably had that in your first Mm -hmm. couple years of marriage or any time before you had a kid. Mm -hmm. So kind of get creative and, you know, there's no limit to what you can do and how you can connect because there's multiple different ways of connecting. Do you have any resources that you would want to share with um, our listeners on this topic? Yeah, my biggest resource would probably be Boundaries in Marriage by Townsend and Cloud. That one is phenomenal and it talks about what boundaries are and how God sees boundaries in our marriage and how we can go about practically setting those boundaries in and how we have those conversations. But it also goes in, how do we tell people this is our boundary in a respectful, direct way so that we stay united as a team? Yeah, that's a good one. I was thinking when you said that about playfulness, um, uh, being being creative and being playful, there's a, uh, a workbook out that's kind of fun. It's a scratch off workbook it's called the adventure challenge for couples yes i want to get one of those it's so fun so my husband and i have it and um i don't want to share because you know you're supposed to pick the one based on the amount of money and Mm -hmm. and time that you have and then you scratch it off and it tells you what to do and it's really actually fun the the first one that we did um again i don't want to tell anybody what they're on but we both were like are you kidding me this this is not like we were like this is kind of dumb and i was like you know what, we said we're going to do this. Let's just do it. And, it, you know, I ended up videoing us and we we still laugh about like, what were we thinking? But we did it, you know, and it's like, okay, well, that was a memory and it was fun. And you know what it did? It got us out of the day to day. So mm-hmm. we weren't talking about the responsibilities. We weren't talking about the kids. We really were like 
having this little adventure and it was fun. It was actually fun. So the adventure um, challenge book, we'll put links in that. There's also um, Bringing Up Boys and Bringing Up Girls by mm-hmm. James Dobson. What I love about those are, to me, they're kind of classics, but really talking about this concept of you're in this as a couple and it goes to your point of, you know, what you're doing is modeling mm-hmm. and here's the reason why. So those are both really great um, resources as well. Um, I'm thinking about our episode that we released a couple weeks ago. Um, that's a, a really good one. I know it's fresh because mm-hmm. we just released it, but that's the one about um, keeping your marriage alive with, with John here. That was such a good one. And yeah. um, the tips that he gave are similar but different. Yours are very practical, but they're just really in line with what he said as well. And we've done a couple series on our podcast on marriage and parenting. So we can link those in our show notes for listeners to hear as well. I use this a lot. You do? Yes. Nice. Yes. They're really good because it brings out this new way of thinking about things that we may have known, but it's kind of just like stuck in the back of our head. So it brings it to the front and then you can talk about it with your spouse. Nice. So they're really helpful. So good. This has been a good conversation. Haley, thank you. Um, not just for um, being on the podcast today, but thank you for joining our team. Um, thank you for um, being a model, um, not just of a marriage, but in parenting and, and taking in the kids that you've taken in as well. Um, such a beautiful picture of um, redemption. And I know it doesn't come with its own challenges, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to paint it like it's all um, rainbows and unicorns, but um but thank you for for stepping up in that way. Um, so to the listeners who are with us now, I just want to um, remind you, we'll put this information in the show notes with some helpful links to the resources that we've mentioned today. We know that you have a choice in, in what you listen to and, and where you spend your time. And I'm so glad that you've chosen to spend it with us. Next week, we're closing out this series. We're going to be talking about when there's abuse in the relationship. So it's a little bit of a a heavy topic, but we're going to be talking about that since this is um, on the series of the trouble with love and marriage. And we want to be real here on this podcast. So if you're struggling, if you're like, I can't, um, these kids, I love them, but my husband, I just don't see eye to eye. If you've, you know, quote, you know, fallen out of love, if you're just like, ah, or just at a loss and um, kids are a part of that and maybe they're not, but if you're listening and you're like, my marriage is just, it's going to require more than date nights. Um, Please call us. Um, That's really why we're here. We're here to walk this journey with you. And part of that is in your marriage as well. So uh, we have lots of resources, lots of people here who are trained, experienced in marriage and parenting. And so would love to walk that path with you. So please reach out and give us a call. And um, thanks again for being with us. And we hope to connect with you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317 317- or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.